Thank you for joining us for the Tucson Baptist Church podcast with Pastor Brent Armstrong. This podcast features the messages from the teaching and preaching ministry at our church. Tucson Baptist Church is located in Tucson, Arizona, and we are committed to loving God, growing together, and reaching our community. Take your Bibles, go to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 this morning. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. One of the songs was taken from this verse this morning, and I'd like to share a few thoughts from this verse, from Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. I'm going to just preach a very, very brief message this morning. In fact, I only have two thoughts in my message this morning. And as we look at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6, I've entitled my message, The Counselor. The Counselor. The fact of the matter is, is that if you have a Bible in your lap, you have the greatest Christmas card that's ever been written. And that Christmas card gives us a lot of advice for those in the military and those widowers and those neighbors and those family members and all of the people that we come in contact with. Let me ask you a question. Can someone name the last five Heisman Trophy winners? Can someone stand up and name the last five men or women who won the Pulitzer Prize? Can anyone stand up and name the last five Miss America recipients? Can anyone really, even the great sports fans that are among us, stand up and name the last five World Series winners? But I wonder if I were to ask you, can you name five teachers that have impacted your life in elementary school, high school, or college? Could we quickly stand up and name five teachers? I wonder if I ask you, could you just stand up and name three friends who have impacted your life with their godly counsel and advice and help when there's been a loss or there's been a struggle in your life. I wonder if I ask you, could you name three people who have made you feel special? Could you stand up and quickly name those people? Could you stand up and name a handful of people that you love spending time with? Christmas, there's so much emphasis put on what We call him the Christ child. And I've learned through the years that people who make the difference in your life are not the ones with the most credentials or degrees, not the ones who have the most accolades or the most awards. What I do find, those are the ones who care for you, spend time with you, invest in you. And may I introduce to you someone this morning that desires to do that in your life? Look with me there in Isaiah 9 and verse number 6. The word of God says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And then Isaiah had such a hard time describing this person, he has to use five different phrases just to describe this man. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah uses this word counselor. 
And I would like to use that word and share two thoughts with you this morning about this friend, this Christmas card, this verse, and how this counselor can make a difference in your life. Here's my first thought. Jesus, the counselor, came with the answers. Jesus, the counselor, came with the answers. This morning, I simply would like to use God's word to illustrate this point. As those who came up and talked about Christmas cards, what did they use? They included God's word in their Christmas cards. May I do the same? Jesus, here on earth, he had answers for those doctors, those smart people that came to earth. Consider this. Now his parents went to Jerusalem and every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in, behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him, that is Jesus. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the, in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to them, Son, why hast thou this dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I submit to you that Jesus had the answers for the doctors of his day. But Jesus also had the answers for a man named Nicodemus. Do you remember Nicodemus? Oh, we remember John 3 and verse 16. But there's so much more to John chapter 3 than verse 16. You see, Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews. He was highly educated in all matters of the law. But the Word of God says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him rabbi we know that thou art a teacher come from god for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except god be with him jesus answered and said unto him verily verily i say unto thee except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of, uh, of god nicodemus saith unto him how can a man be born when he is old can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must, Nicodemus, be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth, so is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered, and he asked another question. How can these things be? 
Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel? Knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I had told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that come down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. The light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Even the wise ruler, the one who understood the law, was rebuked by Jesus because he said, You love darkness more than you love the light. Have you ever been criticized? Have you ever had someone disagree with you? Jesus even had answers for his critics. Consider, then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. <laughs> then said the Jews, Forty-six years was this temple in building, and thou wilt rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus has said. Jesus had an answer even for those who disagreed with him. But I'm here to tell you and hopefully encourage you that Jesus has the answers when it comes to eternity. And you may be here seated this morning and you say, if I were to die... Is there really life after death? Is there something beyond this life? Is there something beyond 40 years and 50 years or 70 years? Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Oh, do you remember Thomas? Thomas said unto uh, Jesus, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him these amazing words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You want to have, you want to have confidence you want to know where you'll spend your eternity? It is through Jesus Christ. He has the answers. Here's my second thought. The counselor, Jesus came with assurance. The counselor, Jesus came with assurance. Do you remember? Jesus brought a message of love. 
He healed the person who could not walk. He healed the person who could not see. He healed the person who had uh, an issue with blood or had some diseases within her body. The person who could not walk, he made to leap into the air. Oh, the person who had leprosy, he healed their leprosy. Jesus came with a message of love and he demonstrated love. To the women at the well, oh, so many preachers love to preach on this passage of Scripture for there are so many lessons in it. But I just wanted to tell you that that woman at the well, when she believed, Jesus gave her assurance that one day that she would be in heaven. But I think one of the greatest stories in the Word of God is one that we often treat as a a vacation Bible school story, one that we uh, treat as a Sunday school story, one that we treat as a children's story, but it is found in the It is found in the little man whose name was Zacchaeus. And Jesus entered and he passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And the Bible says, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And he could not for the crowd because he was little of stature. And he ran before and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he, and he saw him and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. Well, that's what the song says. <laughs> Jesus said, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. For today I'm going to go abide. I'm going to visit your house. And Zacchaeus, he made haste and he climbed down out of that sycamore tree and he received him joyfully. And when they, that's all the people that were following Jesus, the crowd, when they saw it, they all murmured. And they said that he was going to be the guest with a man who was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto him, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation. Come to this house, for as much as he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. My friend, I am so thankful that Jesus comes to seek and to save the rich. Those who are poor, those who do not have much to offer, Jesus gives assurance. But there's one more, and I'm finished. There's a passage of Scripture found in the book of Luke. And for those who are saying, I'm trusting in my works to get me to heaven. There are those who said, I'm trusting in my baptism to get me to heaven. There are those who are saying, I'm trusting in all the money that I've given to the church to get me into heaven. There are those who are seated here this day who's trusting in something other than Jesus Christ to get them to heaven. I want to remind you that at the darkest hour in the life of Jesus, and one of the male factors which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other thief, answering, rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. In other words, we are guilty of the crimes that have been leveled against us. But this man, he hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, 
Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And my friend, the counselor, the God of heaven, Jesus Christ, he said something to a thief, someone who had violated the laws of the land, someone who was a criminal, someone who had done wrong, someone who was evil, someone who was wicked. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. My friend, that undermines anyone who's trusting in their, trusting for, in their salvation to be through baptism or through works or through good deeds or through money. My friend, it is faith in Jesus Christ. I believe he is who he says he was. Jesus brought hope. To those who had no hope. Jesus gave the assurance that no problem was too difficult for him to solve. And he still reaches out to all of us who have no hope. Now listen, I'm finished, but I'd like for you to look here for just a moment. We have a lot of people here today. Thank you so much. We have folks who are visiting, regular tenders and members, and our choirs here, and the orchestra. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in Kid Planet, and there's a lot of people in Spanish Church. It's amazing how many people here. And that tells me this. There are people from every crosswalk in life. There are those who love the Lord. There are those who are here because you were made to come. There are those who are rich. You're filthy rich. You could, you could do so much with your money if you would, if you would but let the Lord use your money to win other people. You're filthy rich. And there are some that are not sure where, where their Christmas meal is going to come from one week from now. There are some of you who live in amazing mansions. And I mean, we would, our jaw would drop open if we walked into your home. And there are others who live in a small trailer a small rented apartment of just a few hundred feet would be embarrassed if we came to their house. Oh, there are some, if we were to walk through the parking lot, you have an amazing car. Six figures is your car. And there are some that we wish you'd park in the gravel lot next door. <laughs> there are some of you that you went to your wardrobe this morning and you said, ah, no, no. No, 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 no. No. And you had such indecision about what to even wear to church today. And yet there's others that said, well, this is the only outfit I have for church. And you put it on and you came to church. There are some in here who have earned PhDs. You are doctors. You are incredibly smart. And uh, you could teach me a thing or two. And there are some who have never finished high school. What I'm saying is that we have every type of person in this room this morning. But let me take it one step further. We have those who have done wrong. You have secret sins. You have sins that would be embarrassed. And perhaps some have even sinned to the point that if we were to find out what you did, you might go to jail. And yet there are some that, man, you've tried to live a good life. You read your Bible. You love the Lord. You say you love the Lord. Outwardly, everything looks uh, great. But right here's what I'm here to say, is that Jesus doesn't care about any of that. He doesn't care about any of the things I just mentioned. He cares about this. Do you believe in him? Behold our God. The end. Some of you are literally trusting in your good works to get you to heaven. You could die this week. 
Yesterday I was asked to pray as a man with tears coming down his face, dripping off his chin for a family that was killed in an accident right here in Tucson. They were just driving up Oracle, innocently driving, and the next moment they're in eternity. Yeah, that'll never happen to me. I wish you could go to one of the five, six, seven hospitals here and you could look at the ages of people that are dying. The drug overdoses, the fentanyl abuses, the heart attacks, the cancers that are ravaging people's bodies. It is no discriminator when it comes to age. Any one of us could die today. May I ask you, what are you trusting in for the next life? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, no man goes to heaven, but through Jesus Christ.